What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Ablaze Youth Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at We Are Ablaze. So, the past few weeks that we've been together, what have we been talking about? Does anyone remember? Anyone know? The the depths, that's right, the depths of God's love, that's right. So we are talking about exploring the fact that the goodness of God, the great things from God come from the depths of his love. And one of the things that we want you guys to realize and want you guys to understand is just how much God loves you. And I feel like that's such like a uh, a subject that we probably talk about a lot, or maybe we don't talk about enough. Maybe it's one of those things we feel like we say a lot, but I feel like in this season of, of this time at Ablaze, Robert and I both agree that we just need to focus on his love right now and his love for us and his love for you and his just love for people because that's who God is. At the very essence of everything, God is love. Amen. And he has so much for you. And I believe that if you can grab a hold of how much he actually loves you, it will affect the way that you worship. It'll affect the way that you pray. It'll affect the way that you treat one another. It'll affect the way that you do your school. It'll affect the way you treat your parents. It'll affect the way you live your life because you realize you have a God that loves you and that cares for you and provides for you and takes care of you. And it's just something that can life be life-changing for you if you can grab a hold of it for yourself. Amen. So tonight we're going to be exploring a little bit deeper into the depths, if you will, but we're going to be talking about your value and the value that God sees on your life. I believe that you are valuable. Every single one of you is very valuable. You all have something to do in this life. You all have a very important role to play in this thing called life, amen. You all got certain things that you wanna do and that you aspire to do, but there's also things that God wants you to do, but it's not even about that. God just values you because of who you are. He doesn't just value what you can do. He values you just because of who you are. You are a child of the most high God and that is valuable to him, amen? So we're gonna be starting over in the book of Luke, chapter 15. This is shortly after some of the Pharisees and the scribes and the religious scholars and all those people that were like religious uppities were like, why does Jesus hang out with all the sinners and all these you know, people that we consider quote unquote bad? And Jesus is like, well, I'm gonna tell you why I do. So he talked about the parable of the shepherd leaving the 99 sheep and going after the one. He talks about the one with the lost coins, which we're gonna talk about tonight. And then he also talks about the prodigal son. And all these three separate accounts, these parables are reasons as to why why Jesus says that he hangs out with sinners. And it all multiply, ultimately revolves around the same pivotal point. God values people. God loves people because they're his. <laughs> he created them. He created you. God values you. So essentially, if you get nothing else out of tonight's message, God values you so much that there is nothing that he is willing to do Willing not, there's nothing he's not willing to do <laughs> to keep you from him. He's always gonna chase after you. He's always gonna go after you. He's always gonna to press forward towards you because he wants you to be a part of his life. He wants you to be a part of his life. He wants you to live the amazing abundant life because that's all you were intended to do. So let's start over here in the book of Luke, chapter 15, verses eight through 10. 
It says, what woman, having 10 coins, 10 silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors saying, rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I have lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. If you guys will bow your heads, I wanna pray for this real fast. Father God, I thank you so much for this message tonight. I thank you for this word that you have prepared, Lord. I pray that our hearts are receptive to it, that our minds are open to it, and that we can immediately see why you value us immediately see why you love us so much and how it applies to our life and how we can move forward with this word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Do I got any people that like movies in here? Are you guys people that, that like to go to the movies? Are you people that enjoy the movies? I love to go to the movies. I really like going to the movies. I have not been to the movies in a long time. My wife and I are parents of very small children, so we don't get to go to the movies right now. We wait until it's available for streaming right now, like the new Batman I really wanna see, the new Spider-Man still haven't seen. There's a lot of movies I still haven't got to see it. So please, please don't spoil. You know, if you want to talk about it, just like, let me close my ears for a second. And let me run away. But I mean, truth be told, it's fine. I'll still watch it either way. But you guys like movies? Like so much so that if I told you that I have misplaced three gift cards in this sanctuary, that you would go look for them. There's three Fandango gift cards in this sanctuary. Just in the sanctuary, there's three misplaced Fandango gift cards in this sanctuary. Yeah, I misplaced three Fandango gift cards in this sanctuary. And if you really like movies, I think that you would want to go after them. There's nothing on the stage. It's just in the sanctuary. It could, it could be near the stage. Johnny got one? I will say this is limit one per person. So if you find one, you know, you got yours. That's nothing. I don't know what that is. No, oh, uh, uh, yeah, oh, I think you found it. Yeah, I think you might have. <laughs> There's one right there. <laughs> How many have been found? Have any been found yet? Two have been found? Who found the first one? Okay, so the basketball goal has been found? Okay. You're really struggling with this right here. Here, why don't you just move the... Some of you might even just look under your seat. You might just look under your seat and you might find a special surprise under there. Maybe. Possibly. Did you get that one? Did you get it, Victoria? Good job. That's awesome. I'm really shocked that this third one has not been found. I thought that would have been the one that would have been found immediately. Has it really not been found yet? This is blowing my mind right now. Am I staring at it? I will say it is in this vicinity right here. It is in this vicinity on this side of the room. This is taking a lot longer than I expected. <laughs> You're cold. They're all hot over here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, wow. That was a. Uh... <laughs> I really expected a lot faster movement from you all. <laughs> 
You guys are too tired for this. I get it. I understand. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so who all found the gift cards? All right, we got one, two, three. Awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, you guys are, you know, you all have now found $15 gift cards to Fandango. You can go redeem your movie tickets. You now have a card that is worth at least one movie ticket, possibly a movie and a half, depending on how it shakes out if you go to an early showing. You know, you might even get, I don't know, how, how much are early showings now? Are they even enough to be cheap enough to get two tickets? Possibly. Possibly, yeah. You know, if you plan it right, you can do it right. You can make the most out of that card. So, <laughs> but the reason that you guys searched for it is because you knew what that card represented, right? And at least you took my word for it. You took my word for it that there was a card that had money on it that, that it would ensure you to have uh, a money that took you to the movies, correct? That card represents a certain value that you can then redeem for something of your choosing. You know, if you want to go see a certain movie, you got an awesome little ticket to do that. And so, in a way, that's what was worth searching for. That was worth what was worth going after. And this woman here in this similar account, she had 10 coins. And now you might even be like, all right, if I, if I let you guys, you can be like, I got two cards and I don't need all three. I got two, right? And that's what a lot of times with this, this parable, people are like, oh, well, she had nine out of these 10 coins. Why does she really need the 10th coin? Well, back in this ancient time, back in contextual speaking here, Typically, when Jewish women got married, they were given a wedding gift, and a lot of times they were given family heirlooms. Sometimes they were given rare coins, or sometimes these coins would actually be a day's worth in wage. So you could either say this is 10 family heirlooms that are just precious and prized, or you could say this is 10 days worth of wage. So that way, if she needed something to fall back on, if something went wrong, if something went awry, she had a safekeeping for herself. So this was something that was of value to this woman. Now, this is not a real story, obviously. Jesus just made up this story to the, to the religious people. It was just something he was using as an example. But the, the principle is very real. The principle is very uh, applicable to their lifestyle and to their culture and to their situation. And so the fact that she spent all day looking for this coin was something out of the ordinary for these people because people just didn't just waste their time. You know, if it was worth a day's worth in wage, she probably spent way more time than necessary looking for this coin. You know, by the time that she spent tearing apart her house, lighting the candle, sweeping the house with the broom, searching and tearing apart the furniture, trying to find this coin, she could have probably just worked and got another coin. But it wasn't the same coin. It was the coin that was specifically given to her. It was a coin that was very precious to her. It was a coin that was very near and dear to her. It actually meant something to her. It was something of value to her. And so she wanted that coin. And so when she found that coin, she threw a party <laughs> over that coin. Again, probably spending more money than what the coin was actually worth to celebrate her finding the coin. And that, relating that back to us, is that we are much like this coin. We, we are much like this coin in this situation because Jesus says that people, whether he has nine out of 10 or not, are still so precious and still so valuable and still so worth going after. And I think it's so interesting that he uses a coin here because oftentimes, what do you see on a coin? 
there's usually two things on a coin, right? There's, there's usually uh, an image, heads and tails, and a head usually has a face on it. And it says over here in Genesis 1:27, God created human beings in his own image. The image of God, he created them. So we bear the image of God much like a coin does. You see, we reflect God. Our value comes from, like a U.S. currency comes valued from U.S. dollars. Fandango currency comes Fandango dollars. When we, when we put our money into Fandango and I give you that Fandango card, it's Fandango money at that point. You can no longer get U.S. dollars from it anymore. We bear God's image. So we have God's value. We're only meant to be used by God. We're only meant to be used within God. We're not, we're not meant to be used by anything other than God, to be in our God place. Do you guys understand what I'm saying? Like, like we are meant to be in the, in the pocket of God, to be used and to be guided by God because when we're in God's hands, the right hand, we're, we're, we're being used by him, we're being used in the correct way. We're being used in the way we were intended to be. See, I can't take that Fandango card and go to Walmart and try to buy a movie. They'll look at me like I'm crazy because that's not what Fandango card's meant to do. But if I take $15, I could. We're made in the image of God. We're meant to be used and loved and cared for and, and, and be just enamored by God. We're meant to be with God and, and meant to be loved on and cherished by God because he values us so much. And so he searches for each and every single one of us. We all have so many different giftings about us. We all are so very unique and so very different. And, and, and I, I'm always reminded of over 1 Corinthians 12, and there's a lot of scripture here, but it talks about the human body. 1 Corinthians 12, starting in the verse 12, it says, the human body has many parts, but many parts make up the whole body. So it is the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some of us are Gentiles, some of us are slaves, some of us are free, but we've all been baptized into one body by one spirit and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. If the foot says, I am not a part of the body because I'm not a hand, that does not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear says, I am not a part of the body because I am not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, how would you hear? Or if your whole body were an ear, how would you smell anything? Our bodies have many parts and God has put us, could put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body part would be if it only had one part. I think about that right there. There are so many people that want to be something that they're not. Like there's so many people that, that they want to be the, the famous influencer that's got millions of followers on TikTok or they've got the ad deals on Instagram or whatever. Like we want those likes, we want those followers. And I'm not saying that we're not all supposed to be those things, but at the same time, we've got to understand what are we called to be? Our value doesn't come from an Instagram following. Our value doesn't come from our star basketball records. <laughs> our value doesn't come from 
grades that are A plus or Fs. Our value is not determined by that. Our value is through God and what he says about us. We're all grace to do certain things in our life. And I know some of you guys are saying, like, well, you're talking about all this value and you just don't understand. I've already messed up. I've already done so much. I've already decreased my value. I've already spent too much of myself or whatever. But Romans 5.1 says, there's no condemnation to those that believe in Christ. Meaning that we are now free from all that stuff. We don't have to worry about that. It doesn't negate our value. What Jesus did on the cross does not negate our value. Our performance does not determine our value. His performance determines our value. Do you understand me? Jesus is the one that sets our value. Not us, not man, no one else. We're all familiar with this verse, Ephesians 2.10. It said, for we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. We are God's masterpiece. God only makes good things. God only makes great things. And he made you in his image, meaning I feel like he would take the utmost care (laughs) to create the ones that he loves so dearly and he cares for so much. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know that he loves the mountains and he loves the ravens and he loves the the oceans and he loves the stars because he made it all. But what's so crazy in in Genesis, if you go through all those days, it's like the the day that he he really took the most time, he, he spoke all those other things into existence. But when he came to us, when it came to people, he got his hands down in the dirt. And he he got particular with us. He breathed his own breath into our lungs. He took a lot of extra time and care. Jeremiah talks about even before you were in your mother's womb, he knew you. He knew you. He knows you. He values you. He cares for you. He thinks you're wonderful. He thinks you're amazing. He thinks you're beautiful. And he created you to do great, amazing things. That's what it says in Ephesians 2, 2.10. He created you new so you can do the good things that he planned for you to do. So we're all needed in this body. And that's why Jesus goes after every single one of us. It talks about further on, our bodies have many parts in verse 18 of, uh, I think I was in 1 Corinthians 2. 18, our bodies have many parts. God put us each body where once it had cancer, blah, 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 where was it? Oh yeah, how strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. I can never say to the hand, I don't need you. Head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are the ones that we clothe with greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. So God has put the body together such that the extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. 
This makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body. And each of you is a part of it. So one of the places that I wanted to get to tonight, because I think one of our ultimate goals in this life is to do what Jesus did, is to do exactly what the religious people and scholars and and Pharisees were talking to Jesus about before he told all these parables. They're saying like, well, why are you hanging out with these people? Why are you having dinner with these people? Why are you talking to them? Why are you hanging out with them? They're they're a bunch of crazies. Haven't you seen what they're doing? Ah!" And Jesus is saying, they're all meant to be in my body. They're all meant to be with me. They're all meant to be together. I have to go after every single one of them. I have to understand where they come from. I have to hear their story. And you see, back then, when you had a meal with somebody, that wasn't just like going to the Burger King and you just happened to sit at the same table as each other or you just happened to sit next to someone at the school lunch table. No, no. When you sat at a table with someone, you're saying, I see you. I accept you. I want to conversate with you. I want to share my life with you. You didn't just sit at a table with just anybody back in these times. When Jesus did that, that was a statement. See, we as believers, we got to get to this place that we understand the value that God sees in us so that we can see the value he sees in other people. If we can truly understand his love for us, we can understand the love he has for others because we're meant to share that love. We're meant to sit at the tables of people that don't understand God's love so that we can then impart unto them the good that we have on the inside of us. And, and some of you are saying still with the, the value thing, you're like, I don't know, I, I don't know what I'm saying. I messed up so much. I don't know what the blah, blah, blah. It doesn't really matter. Now, I'm not condoning any sin by any means, but again, there is no condemnation and and your grace and your mercies, they renew every single day. The only thing that matters is that you understand that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life and that he is the only one that can set you free. His grace frees us to live in the life that he's called us to live. And, And maybe you can say, look, I don't have every answer, and I've messed up a lot, and I've even messed up today, but God still values me. I can take that Fandango card that you guys just got, and I can cut off the top of it. I can write all over it. I can, you know, put paint on it or whatever. I can flush it down the toilet and pull it right back out, and I can still take it to Fandango. (laughs) I can still go online. I can still type in the code, and the value is still there. Is that not true? The value is the same because the value's already been set. So we have to do what Romans 12 reminds us to do. It says, so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you, give your bodies to God because of all that he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice that he will find them acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. 
Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. You see, the world wants to say that your actions dictate your value. But Jesus, his action dictates your value. And every day we have to remind ourselves, it's not what I just did today, yesterday, whatever. It's about what Jesus did. That's my value. I'm a child of the most high. I am loved. I am cared for. I'm provided for. I'm longed after. (laughs) That's where I live. We have to renew our mind daily. We have to let it transform our thoughts. We have to get to that place where we're saying, look, I don't care what other people say. I don't care what the world says about this. It doesn't matter. It's what God says. You are loved. You are valuable. And when you start to do that, when you start to transform your mind, when you start to renew your mind, it says at the very tail end, it says, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. See, so many people, they get so hung up on the fact of like, what am I supposed to do with this life? What am I supposed to do? And you know, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, God has a plan for my life. It's supposed to be good and amazing and awesome, but I just don't know what that, I want to know what the plan is. Tell me what to do. I want to know this step. I want to know that step. But really, we just have to get to the place where we understand God loves me. God cares for me. And he's going to walk me day by day. I don't need to know the end game to know that God's got my back. I don't need to know what's gonna happen a month from now to know that God's gonna get me through this and that God's gonna get me through that. We don't need to know all those answers. We just need to know that every single day as we start to follow after him, we start to walk in his grace, we start to walk in his mercy, we start to understand that value and that love that he has for us, then we'll learn to know God's will for our life. It's little, small, simple things. How do we renew our mind? Wake up every day, say, God, I love you and you love me. Step one, done, easy, simple. That's all you had to do. Step two, do what Nomad talked about in tithes and offering. Read the verse of the day in the Bible. Start to get the word in you every single day. Make yourself available to come to church every single Wednesday or, or every single Sunday or whatever. Get, get to a place where you're texting your friends or your neighbors or whoever and just trying to get a way to talk about the word of God or just have questions and, and just start to fellowship with people that have like faith to start renewing each other's mind of the value that he has on each other. You see, again, we're supposed to remind each other of how valuable God sees one another because we're not meant to do this life alone. We just read about the body. There's all these parts that are meant to be joined together, working with one another. We need each other. And when we work together, we start renewing our minds together. We start working towards this big grand purpose and start living out what God called us to live. God has amazing, wonderful things for your life. And if you will trust him and you will follow after him, it will come to pass. Amen. If you guys will bow your heads, I want to pray for you. Father God, I thank you so much for every single person in this room tonight. 
Lord, I thank you that as we studied your word, that you revealed in our hearts and in our minds just how valuable that you see us, Lord. Just how great and wonderful you are, even though we might not necessarily deserve it. We definitely didn't earn it. But yet, you fight for us anyway. You fight to remind us anyway that you think we're so great. That we are a child of you. That you see us and you are cheering us on in our day-to-day life. That you care about our day-to-day life. That we're not just some distant person, but we're your child. We're your son, we're your daughter. And God, I pray that you help us grab a hold of that truth tonight. That if there's anyone in this room that doesn't quite understand your love in that way, Lord, that you start to tap on the door of their heart, God, so they can let you in, so you can begin to minister your love to them and your care for them, and that you give them peace like nothing else can provide. God, I thank you for every single valuable individual in this room. I thank you for their life. I thank you for their callings. I thank you for their purpose. I thank you that you're with us every step of the way. If you're in this room tonight, and maybe you haven't been living the way that You should be living. And again, I'm not trying to make anyone feel bad by any means because we've all had bad days, bad weeks, or maybe bad months. And, you know, at one point in time, maybe you were following after God and maybe you kind of understood His love and maybe you saw yourself as valuable, but just because of the things of life have taken a bit of a turn or other things have taken priority you aren't really seeing eye to eye with that anymore and you've kind of just gotten off and things just aren't right so I ask with everyone's head bows and eyes closed if you're in this room tonight and you want to rededicate yourself and get yourself back on track with Jesus tonight you want to get to yourself in a place to where you say look I want to be forgiven of the dumb or stupid things that maybe I've done or whatever and I just want to be back on the path again I want to see it back, be set back in motion to what he's called me to do I want to see myself as valuable just like he sees me and I want to walk after the things he's told me to walk for if that's you in this place tonight I ask that you be brave and raise your hand I want to pray for you I see that hand I see that hand right there. Awesome. 
You guys can put those hands down. Let's see one more right there. If there's anyone else, just real quick, just going across the room. Awesome. One more. Very good. All right. Well, if everyone just be bold and pray this prayer after me. Father God, I thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die for me. Jesus, thank you for being my Savior and the Lord of my life. Jesus, thank you for seeing me as valuable and going after me. Thank you for never giving up on me. I will follow after you from this day forward. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed today's message. We want to remind you, if you'd like to join us in person, we meet every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. here in Madison, Alabama. We are Ablaze Youth Ministries, grades 6 through 12. We hope to see you. Otherwise, be sure to keep on listening to the podcast.